For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When I came to again, all I could see was black, which meant that I still had a sack over my head. I couldn't stand up or move because my arms and legs were tied to a chair. The air around me was cold and smelled salty. As I was regaining my senses, it felt as though the ground under my feet was swaying. My stomach began to grumble, but I tried my best to keep from getting sick. Suddenly, some bright lights were turned on. They shined through the sack over my head, but I still could see nothing. I heard the sound of shuffling feet heading towards me, but I couldn't tell which direction they were coming from because of how they echoed throughout the room I was in. I could tell that it was a big room, but not how big. The sack was removed from my head quickly, and I was blinded from the lights that I had to squint to be able to see. I could see a silhouette making its way towards me. The silhouette began to speak in a man's voice that had a nasally sound to it. He started to tell me about how he had been watching me for some time as well as the usual villain things to say to a protagonist who had just been captured by the villain. Also informing me that he had taken captive a couple of my eyes and ears. Like all nasty villains in every story, he walked up and punched me in the bread basket. It hurt quite a bit and for a week I had nothing but smushed bread. He kept going on about how I was coming too close to ruining his plans and that I had reached the end of my road, along with more ominous villain cliches. Since he was going to off me anyways, I asked him why he committed the crime of stealing all the bears throughout town and going through the trouble of destroying them. He began to chuckle with a bit of a wheeze. He asked how I figured it all out. I told him that I had pieced it all together by a thread of half-burned yellow string, which was an exact match with the same yellow thread that all grandmothers used to mend teddy bears when I had called the lab back at my office. Also that I had heard from reports from informants and other people I had interviewed about the strange burning smell emanating from the docks. He started his story after a moment of silence that when he was a young man that he used to work on a crab boat, which happened to be the very one we were on, and that at the time he had met a young lady he fancied. He had gone on dates with her, but then one day he had bought a ring and a teddy bear, but when he went to propose to her, she had already accepted a proposal from another gentleman who had given her an eight-foot-tall bear and a more expensive ring. A couple of years later, the boat had stopped all fishing when the company it belonged to had gone bankrupt. After a few weeks, he had applied for and received a job through P&Q Industries, but to his horror, when he showed up to work on his first day, he was immediately placed on the teddy bear production line. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, he grew to hate each and every bear that passed through the line and how they reminded him every day of the woman who had jilted his heart. So he hatched a plan one day after he had accumulated some vacation time. First he would get on for a day at each and every shop in town, steal all their stock and shipments of teddy bears. He would also make all of the stores turn on P&Q after knocking out all of the security guards and dogs with gas and then open all of the boxes, steal all the bears, and seal the boxes and pallets back before the guards and dogs would wake up. Despicable villain, isn't he? I think Santa Claus would be impressed and repulsed by this guy at the same time. 
Something smelled really fishy, aside from the boat we were on. I called him on his bluff of a story and demanded that he just spit out the real story. He chuckled that wheezy chuckle again and admitted that I had in fact seen through his ruse. That's a fancy word for lie. He took a breath and proceeded to tell me about when he was a young boy he hated teddy bears. How their button eyes and button nose and cutesy blank expressions repulsed him. And how every girl and boy in his hometown would bring their repulsive bears, his words. For show and tell after every holiday, birthday, or other form of receiving them as a gift. Every day after school and on his way home, he would steal whatever teddy bears he could get away with. He would bring all the bears home, take them down to his basement, and torture each bear he had stolen in what he had dubbed his teddy bear torture lab. After he did all sorts of heinous things like shaving off all their fur, tearing their button noses and eyes out, sometimes letting them dangle, tear them apart at the seams, and even set them on fire, then he would take a Polaroid picture, ask your parents, kids, of his nefarious deeds and secretly give them to the bear's owner so he could relish in their horrified screams, terrified tears, and anguished cries. This guy was a real piece of work. One day his mother caught him torturing bears he had just stolen when she came down to the basement to do some laundry. She shipped him off to boarding school, which really didn't do anything to curb his hatred for the teddy bears. When he arrived in our town, he came to despise that we would hold celebrations of all types with the bears that were made in town. He hated how the disgusting plushy animals, again his words, were a staple everywhere in our city. His hatred had driven him to madness when the only job in town he could get was working on the production line of teddy bears for P&Q. He admitted to hatching his plan that he had laid out in the latter half of his story. After he finished speaking, he was silent, but began doing that wheezing chuckle for a solid minute. He began to send chills down my spine. He started walking towards me. As he was making his way, his hands reached behind his back for something. While doing this, he informed me that my time was up as he had a parting gift for me before he was about to sink the ship with me in it to the bottom of the ocean. As his hands came forward, I immediately recognized the object he was holding through my squinted gaze as he was coming closer. It was the teddy bear that my young client had hired me to find, with a tear in its ear where the yellow thread would have been. At that moment, I hunched forward and began to tense my entire body, causing it to swell. The villain took a step back. When I heard the ropes begin to crack and about to give, I immediately flexed my arms and legs out, breaking the ropes that were tied around my body in the chair. In one swift motion, I reached my right hand into the left inside pocket of my coat. The sound of police boats drawing near and the voice of my ex-partner calling over a bullhorn for everyone to surrender, and that they were all surrounded. I announced to the villain that I had a secret weapon for him. I pulled my arm from the inside of my jacket, pulling out the young dame who had come to my office earlier in the story and set her down. When she saw her torn teddy bear in the hands of the villain, she immediately ran towards him, her arms stretched, demanding that her teddy bear be returned to her. He quickly swung the bear away, gnashing his teeth at the girl and tore it to pieces. Immediately I braced myself and called for my eyes and ears to brace themselves and hold their breath. Immediately the child curved and swelled her bottom lip, which began to quiver. Then her eyes became bigger, which caused her sad puppy expression to glow. Suddenly I heard her intake of breath and I quickly covered my ears. The last thing I remember was a huge surge of water hitting me. I saw the rush pin the villain to the opposite wall and then I was out. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of the classified case files of Theodore D. Bear!